0: Bandwidth for Erotic Awakening is provided by The Floating World. Check out this great lineup of presenters for 2013. Dan and Dawn, Catherine Gross, David Lawrence, Midori, Laura Antonou, and more. Find out more at thefloatingworld.org.
1: Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday your hosts Dan and Dawn share with you their experience and insights on kink power exchange and erotic life as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles then every monday you'll hear from our various guest hosts these nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life erotic awakening is intended for mature audiences if you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law we recommend you stop listening right now
0: Hi Dan. Hi Dan. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite toys. <laughs> Always fun to talk about. As well as we will be talking to Ming from the wonderful state of Hawaii yes. about how you can take an entire dungeon with you in your pocket. In your
1: pocket, well, or kind of outside of your pocket, but still depends how big your pocket is. Well, that's but all the toys true. that you might need,
0: <laughs> and it really, really interesting. You know, the the whole concept of being able to carry. All of the toys that you need for a variety of different scenes, you know, right in your the palm of your hand, so to speak. But we'll exactly. be, we'll get to that in just a moment.
1: Well, and she, well, she talks about how it's quality stuff too. It's not like it's a a clothespin and a condom. <laughs> wait, a, wait a minute! Actually, she never mentioned condoms. I guess actually, they don't no, always no. are expected in if, dungeons. if, if you
0: um, go to the site, I believe uh-huh. there's a spot. That it talks about that as well. We'll get Ooh. we'll get to Ming in just a moment. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we get there, though, we have a variety of other little things to talk about, including the return of the voicemail. We had a, yes. a listener write not long ago said she's been listening since episode one, but uh, wanted to get a hold of us, but didn't feel like writing. And Mm -hmm. wanted to know if we still had a voicemail number.
1: Which we did not. So we actually let that lapse quite a while back. So if anybody's listening to some of the beginning episodes, there is a phone number there that uh, we don't get anymore. But we do have a new one. And that new phone number is
0: 614-414-2072. That's a United States number. Uh, if you 're calling internationally then there 's probably a code or something you have to type in first I
1: have no clue <laughs> i don 't type i don 't uh, call international that much and every time I get a canadian call it 's like What the hell is that? (laughs) It just looks like a bunch of random numbers. (laughs) For for my work, I actually
0: have to call to India fairly often. Uh And because there's a dialing out code to get out of our building altogether, it is the longest phone number in the entire world. Oh, I bet.
1: I bet. So, oh, but thinking of which, we should be getting... This is not on the notes anywhere. We should be getting a phone call soon because we have Canadian friends running through Columbus. Oh. Monday, I
0: think? Absolutely. Our favorite canadian stalkers and i'm really leery <laughs> of saying that
1: she's pushed me up against the wall before for saying that for saying that or for not saying it for saying it that she's I, not really a stalker no no i think
0: you've got uh, i seem to recall they quite like the title of favorite canadian okay. stalkers anyway uh, and presenters at last year's power exchange summit andy and sue We'll be driving from uh, one end of the United States all the way through on their way back home to Canada. And one of those stops will be here in Columbus, right? Mm -hmm. Is that this
1: Monday? That's this coming up Monday morning before work.
0: Wonderful. Good. What are we going to have for breakfast? I have no clue. I would recommend that we have breakfast here at the apartment. Yeah. And that we lay out a buffet of Canadian bacon and (laughs) eggs in an alluring line of food leading into the rose-covered bedroom.
1: Ooh. Wait, they're going to be listening to that and now they're expecting rose petals. I was thinking the diner down the street. (laughs) No, we can switch that to rose petals. Ideas
0: that sound great now are probably less appealing on Monday morning. (laughs) Morning morning it'll be more like come in, sit down, shut up, drink coffee. Our normal routine. I wonder if you could put maple syrup in coffee. I bet you can. That's besides the point. And I've
1: still got maple syrup up there from the other Canadian. (laughs) I wonder if people (laughs) tune into the
0: podcast to learn anything other than our eating habits.
1: Uh, So Dawn, speaking of
0: clothespins, we have... Now, really interesting, uh, we have this thing called turning art, where we get random art on our walls. And this particular piece of art I'm looking at now has a naked woman and a bunch of clothespins on it. Now... Clothespins are an illegitimate BDSM toy. Absolutely. Our Kickstarter says so. Our Kickstarter does (laughs) say so. Um, It used to be... Now, this is really one of the funny things about clothespins. It used to be, in the very beginning, one of the very first scenes that you ever did with somebody Mm -hmm. who wasn't me involved clothespins. Yes, and here, at least in the United States, the quality of clothespins has changed greatly. You can't buy the good old-fashioned wooden clothespins anymore because nobody, nobody hangs their clothes anymore.
1: Right, right. So now the ones you get are literally like dollar store quality. Dollar, and, dollar for a hundred of them. Yep, and you use them and there's no spring action. If there is, they break. If it's, yeah, not so great.
0: So what is it like to have a clothespin put on your body?
1: I really like it. We actually did that over um, at Trist. We did. You used that new clothespin chain thingy that we bought in Canada. <laughs> what is it about Canada? <laughs>
0: we're well, we so. to be talking more about Canada. Oh, <laughs> we a are. We are. But this particular thing you're talking about, it was it's plastic clothespins. There's oh, about okay. twenty of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe not twenty. There's probably about twelve of them, and they're all looped together in a single line. A single string yeah, ties them all together. That's what it's called. Yes, a it is called a zipper.
1: So that was kinda of rough. I could feel it when you were putting them on and I couldn't see it because you had a t shirt cling wrapped around my head. Yes. <laughs> and uh then when you you whipped them off though, didn't you?
0: And that's the whole point of the zipper is that you yeah. grab one and
1: pull and yeah.
0: it pulls all twelve of them oh. off in order. And there's <laughs> about uh eight inches separating each one from the other. Mm-hmm. So you could go from one side of the body to the other.
1: Yes. Very intense, very intense, especially after they've been on for a while. So, yay. (laughs) So, today on the podcast, clearly, we're talking about toys.
0: We're talking about some of the not-standard toys. Mm -hmm. Go into the dungeon. These aren't the kind of things you normally see, or they're modifications of things that you may be seeing. So, the zipper is certainly... It's it's kind of a classic. It's been around for Mm -hmm. a while, but it's not... Um, not perhaps as well known, or you won't probably read about that in that Fifty Shades of whatever that is. Probably you might not. see it in the movie, though. Did you know oh, I, yeah. I am not going to be in the movie? You're it's been be casted. The they never even asked.
1: Are you in the Broadway play? I guess you're not in the Broadway play. I would have heard about that. No, I
0: am not in the Broadway and that's play a either. That would be fun. <laughs>
1: that would be fun. I think that's actually coming to here in town. Is it? Yeah, I think it is too. And I just saw it on the Broadway, the Broadway list for New York. Since we're going to be near Floating World coming up soon. Mm-hmm um. No, I did not know it was a movie. Literally, they're turning it into a movie. What Fifty Shades of Grey? Better you didn't know that. No. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I have too much going on with what we're doing. Yes. I don't know what's coming out in the movies. So you had mentioned one of our other unusual
0: toys. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, depends on the part of the nation you're at, whether it's a usual or an unusual
1: toy. But the cling wrap, love the cling wrap. That is so <laughs> the toy of choice right now. So um, what we use is a it's it's not like saran wrap or something. It's a higher quality packing wrap, and um, we used it at teas again. And it's it's I twist. love it twist. Damn it. <laughs> Twisted Trist tees. I guess they're both tees and they're both camping events, so I'm getting my my head mixed up. But, uh, yeah, we just did Twisted Trist, and we did the cling wrap, and you kind of cling wrapped me between two poles and a frame, and that way you can use me and push me and pull me and whatever, and I'm not really going to fall. So Mm -hmm. I like the cling wrap. One of my
0: favorites. The the thing that I like about the cling wrap is it's very creative. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. because I I often don't really think about what I'm doing. I just get started and see where it goes. Um, now I and we probably should call it Blaze Rap as our the first person that instructed us and in it's used oh, is a yeah. guy named Simon Blaise Blaze that mm-hmm. we uh, taught or got a class from in the Chicago area. Right. But it's very creative. There's a a is it a five inch and a ten inch. I think it's even Height. wider
1: than that. It's uh, I or think width, it's I like, should say. I think it's 10 and 24. I mean, because it's, it's about like this. No one can see my hands, which would be about 10 inches. <laughs> if we had a video cast, <laughs> people could see your hands right Woo-hoo. now. So, yes. But I think it's about it's 8 or 10 inches because 5 would only be like that.
0: That uh video cast comment is a is a little bit of foreshadowing, but it's got nothing to do with our podcast. <laughs> I know it was, but we I wasn't ain't, going, run with we ain't it. going on the video. I'm sitting here in my bathrobe and
1: <laughs> oh, I got my little holy clothing purple dress on. I think it's cute. It is very cute. But you don't want to see my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Or how many times I take a sip of coffee. I know. Go look at the promotional picture, folks. That's what we look like all so the time. So we do have some video on Kink Academy and stuff. Oh, absolutely. a yeah, lot absolutely. better. So, yeah. So love love the cling wrap. And you know what else? You said that it was creative. And it was really interesting because when you had me between the two poles at um, Trist, I like to keep my eyes closed sometimes. I like that whole sensory deprivation. Mm-hmm. But when things are going on and there's a lot of noises and stuff, it's it's kind of um, natural to open up your eyes a little bit. Right. And um, that can take me out of space. It can be very hot, but it can also take me out of space a little bit. And you must have recognized that there was distractions going on. So you took your T-shirt off, put it over my head, and cling-wrapped <laughs> the T-shirt around my head. Right, which,
0: which really made a neat little helmet.
1: Uh-huh. For so, you,
0: covering your eyes and your
1: ears. Covered my eyes and muffled my ears. Plus, I knew it looked funny from the outside. So that kind of fed really? into it. Uh huh. Oh, I was not aware of that. Yeah, yeah. So the object has a t-shirt cling wrap. She doesn't even warrant a blindfold. Yeah, she... The
0: funny thing about that, and I've added that actually to the third of our unusual toys, is... A t-shirt that I have worn mm-hmm. has to be a t-shirt that I've worn. Yes. And we started with this way long, long time ago. First interview. With and I didn't have a blindfold, but I right. wanted to blindfold you. So I took off my t-shirt and mm-hmm. I just wrapped it around your head in, in such a way that I could tie it in the back so that it was a mask with no eye slots. Yes. And part of what we discovered is it was not only the visual aspect that you didn't have the visual, but the it's because I've been wearing that shirt all day. It smelled like Dan. Mm-hmm.
1: And you were smoking cigarettes back then. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really into cigarettes. So it had the cigarette smell too. But instead of turning me off, it turned me on because it was mixed with your smell. And uh, you know, after that, <laughs> when you'd go on business trips, I would try to smoke your brand of cigarettes. Did that it's work not for you? the same at no. all because I don't like smoking and I don't like the smoke. But there's a difference between smoking it and having it on your t-shirt. So, yum.
0: Before we get into other unusual toys that in our toy bag, we should mention that the uh, the Facebook we got two new likes, one from Boy Sue and one from Rebecca. I really yes. like that name, Boy Sue.
1: I know, me too. I oh, it's to kind of reminds. I was wondering. Wow,
0: that reminds me of something. It reminds me of a Johnny Cash. Johnny nom. Cash. Yeah. Okay.
1: yeah. <laughs> we also got some new subscribers. We got Ruby from Wisconsin. Koneko, I left you the hard way. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> Koneko from Texas, Natalie from Sydney, Australia,
0: and Morgan from Connecticut. Connecticut, yes. <laughs> uh, Natalie, I don't know what the international code is to to call you in Australia,
1: but but she could post on the FET group. Australia Gets an Erotic Awakening. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That is, we are the uh, only podcast that an entire country has created a group to follow us.
1: <laughs> nice, uh, nice.
0: Assuming there's seven people in that country, because that's how many followers that group has. <laughs> um, what next, woman?
1: I don't know, but I have some more toys.
0: Uh, well, do you, you know have another toy that comes to mind?
1: I do. You know what's really neat, though, is that um, if you look at a lot of people's toy bags, it is... Um, floggers and whips and paddles and you know and the bigger the better and and things like that That's much like our toy bag, our toy yep. bag has uh, that stuff too we do too. have that as well but we also had things like the hairbrush and the wooden spoon and things like that and one of the toy maybe i like the sensual humiliation just a little bit but I also like it when you just take off your shoe and beat me with your shoe. Huh? Ah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I would label that with the unusual toys. Absolutely.
0: Now, I will say that is one of the toys that's more there's some challenges to using your shoe. Mm-hmm. now. Granted, it's a wonderful beating implement. It's hard. Depending on the kind of shoe you wear, uh-huh. um, there's a humiliation factor, mm-hmm. and you've always got one with you. Yes. The flip side of that is there's a little bit of a safety issue when you use your shoe because you start off. What have you been doing on that shoe all day? Right. Walking around, picking up rocks in your soles, dirt, etc., etc. You could have been
1: walking the dog. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different humiliation. Wow. <laughs> Well we oh, just got the puppy, so it was in my head. Okay,
0: you just keep that in your head from next time. Ew.
1: So when you, if absolutely, I think a
0: shoe is a wonderful t- toy for the mm-hmm. reasons you pointed out, um, and it's really, it really kicks a wallop, oddly enough, it does. And this is the idea of taking the. Obviously, there's two ways you can do this. One, the one that I have in mind, at least, is taking the shoe off and using it as a beating implement. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel like bending over, you can just leave <laughs> your shoe on and use it to kick. But again, I will say, take a moment. Before you get deeply into that scene and actually take a look at that shoe and brush off that sole, get you know try and get the loose dirt, the uh, rocks, whatever's on it. And it's obviously it's not something you want to break skin with. This, this right. is not a safe, um, uh, sterile. That's the to- word I right. want. It's not a sterile toy. But no. you know, again, if I'm spanking you through your underwear. This is not what I consider risky behavior.
1: Right, right. Though I just did have something flip into my mind. We have a friend that um, has a really bad case of poison ivy right now. So (laughs) if you've been walking through the woods, and you bend her over and go to use your shoe, you want to make sure you haven't been walking through poison ivy. I am going to beat you. No, I'm going to be.
0: I'm going to get one of those cool spy shoes to beat you with. (gasps)
1: A spy shoe? Yes. What
0: would be in it? Well, when you click the um, heel, a blade pops out of the front.
1: <clears throat> oh, shit.
0: Or if you click the heel, the phone goes off that you have in your heel <laughs> or your shoe, depending on what kind of scene it is.
1: I'm like envisioning that. That's really cool. <laughs> so we have a couple of other things, too. I'm trying to think of the weird stuff that we have. I, on our I have bag.
0: another one in mind. I do want to mention uh, really quickly, and we'll do this a little earlier than I normally get around to it. Okay. <laughs> Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Smitten Kitten. Smitten Kitten is your online resource and personal guide to all things sex-related. They offer over 3,000 unique products and have served the sex-positive community for over 10 years. From dildos to other things that start with D. You'll find it all at smittenkittenonline.com. A grand, again, uh, our appreciation to the Smitten Kitten for helping to keep us on the air And for Dana Don not having to pay for it out of their pocket. That's always a nice change of pace after four years.
1: It is. It is. (laughs) Although, actually,
0: we've had many... generous people along the way that have helped us along
1: the way. So We have, we have. And one of those is Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Their next event is the AIS Rough Body Play Intensive on Saturday, July 20th. The intensive is $30. The champagne room party is $20. And both together are $45. So this will be at the Princeton Club, their normal spot up in the VIP floor of the club. Club and um, come out for a great time you can find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org ba dum bump. <laughs> <laughs> so are we going to take some of these odd toys with us I can think of one more that I really want to make sure we mention but since it's yours I want to see if you come up with it first
0: I'm sure it's not the one I'm coming up with mine is a brand new one that we've got fairly recently <gasps> that one nope Not that one? What that one is that one? No. That's not. No no zappy things. No zzz things. No, the one that I have in mind is we have some, um, and these are particularly, I like these a lot. I picked up, again, at Lupercalia last year, I picked up two new canes. And you'll say, oh, canes. Well, that's a nice toy. Canes, but that's kind of common. But these particular canes are some kind of, and I, I don't even know what they are, but they are more, they're branches. They're white Tree branches. Oh, yeah. They're um, treated in some way to make them sturdier and less Mm -hmm. likely to. And then the the handle is wrapped um, in leather. Mm -hmm. And so on one hand, oh, they're canes. Oh, they're tree branches. Oh, they're tree branches. But they are actually part of my, um, more of my ritual BDSM toy bag. Right, right. It's more of a... There's something about it that I find, and then here, and this is a, you know, sorry folks, we're getting a little, gonna get a little old esoteric on you, a little Ooh. woo, but <laughs> there's something, something <laughs> about these that make them different to me than the other canes that I have, which are also made of wood, mm-hmm. right? What's the difference? I don't know. It's more natural. It's less
1: processed. Mm-hmm. It just feels more primal. Oh yeah, yeah. So kind of like the uh, flogger with the horn handle
0: exactly that is also was that your other one yeah that was the other one but it's oh. not
1: the one that I was thinking
0: of so well, well since you've mentioned it so the flogger with the horn handle the same mm-hmm. thing it's a leather flogger fairly short maybe a, the falls are about uh, maybe a foot long at most but the handle of it is actually an animal horn mm-hmm. and although it's it's not sh- sharp on the end it's uh, it is sharp but it's not cut your skin sharp right, right. but again same sort of thing something about the way it feels in my way hand the way I handle it it's more of a it feels very primal mm-hmm. versus some of the other floggers that I have right not good bad right wrong but and again when you talk about woo stuff if you start down the path of trying to describe it too deeply You just fuck yourself. So fuck yourself. (laughs) And go fuck yourself with a tree, with a uh, tree bark handle cane and a horn. I'm going to go fuck you with this horn handle flogger later. And then you could go, oh. And then you go,
1: woo. (laughs) Woo. (laughs) So now the toy I was thinking of, um, besides the the sap gloves that we use, I love the sap gloves. Those Mm -hmm, are a little mm -hmm. odd. The thing gloves. Oh, good Lord. We haven't... Where are those fuckers? I hope they're still in the dresser. They're not in the big them. toy bag. They need, to the big the, to- they need to be in yes, some sir. bag. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll see if I can fit them in the big toy bag. Um, oh. But the Thing Gloves are really, really amazing. And they are made by... Darn it, darn it, darn it. I can picture them in my head. Foxy? Yes. Foxy and Sherry Fox yes. out of Florida. But we bought them while they were vending in Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. So, And um, what they are is that they they hand make all their toys, um, and these are gloves that were actually, um, the original concept was for a um, handicapped person that didn't have a lot of hand strength Mm -hmm. to hold on to floggers and stuff. So these are actually gloves that go onto the hand, they strap onto the hand, and then the floggers come off of the fingertips. So, on one hand, you've got um st- a stiff flogger falls, yep. and on the other hand, you've got soft flogger falls, mm-hmm. and then on the back of one glove is rough, um tactile roughness. Mm-hmm. I can't think of it. And then on the other... W- back of hand is really soft fur Mm -hmm. so you've got four different ways of using these gloves without having to switch out toys
0: not to mention the other aspect of it is it's a different mindset Mm -hmm. because they're they're so different i mean they're they're a little similar to a flogger but they're different to handle Mm -hmm. it takes a different level of connection to them for them to work
1: well, they'd be an extension of your hands because they're Velcroed on. It's not like you can just drop them right. and go to hand or pick up something mm-hmm. else. So they really are an extension. So I, I, I love those. Those are very awesome.
0: Also goes both is a nice, just a nice fun toy, but also could easily go into the Ritual toy bag as yes. well. Yes, absolutely. We should mention that Fat Master recommends that your toy bag is
1: full of tentacles. (laughs) He sent another tentacle link picture that was really awesome.
0: And I will say Bad Bunny and R made the most awesome tentacles for their toy bag to tentacle you with. Yes, they did. They
1: did. Oh, I'm sorry, but go back to Fat Master. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking back to uh, nice toys. Well, that brings up George and Georgette, so they're unusual toys, but darn if they haven't been used. <laughs> the Georgette is your tentacle dildo. Yes. She replaced George, who went on sabbatical. <laughs> yes. It was also a tentacle dildo. It was also a tentacle dildo. and um, But they've really been used. I mean, they were used... Um, you used it... Well, besides just being an awesome dildo, you've used it to do video. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of, of me being fucked. Wow, I'm blushing. <laughs> so me being fucked with a tentacle. Again, why we don't do video <laughs> podcasts. And then um, uh, Bad Bunny and... And her partner used it in a tentacle rape scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was fun. Yay! I can see you had fun. Yay!
0: Uh, I do want to point out that the we do do a little bit of power exchange stuff. You and I, yes, sir. So we have a really neat opportunity. Speaking of Canada, we will be going back to Canada on oh, July right. 10th. Something like yes, it is right before your birthday, sir. Woohoo! Hey, look, show notes. Uh, it still doesn't say what date it is. So we're going to assume it's July 10th of 2013. So the, what we're doing is we're going to be the headliners at an event called Tease mm-hmm. on July 11th, 12th, 13th,
1: 14th. Right. I think that Wednesday is the 9th, but I'm not sure. It's right there. Okay. Right there. 9, 10. Yeah.
0: So on that Wednesday of that week that it contains July 12th, which is my birthday, mm-hmm. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> birthday cake on boobies, anyone? Ooh! Um, in person. On Wednesday in, on, in the Ontario area of the Canada, mm-hmm. so we will be doing the Dom Sub Retreat. And when I say we, I mean, you and I are going to be leading a one-day power exchange intensive where yes. I will gather all the capital letter types, the D types, the M types, Mm -hmm.
1: and bring them over to my little camp. And then I get all the lowercase ones, and we get to go to our side of the camp. And we're going to be (laughs) focused
0: and have an intensive about power exchange, about the power exchange dynamic. And from from my side of the camp, it's going to be really interesting to be all with capital letter types and talk about the things that uh, are opportunities and challenges for us, as capital letter types, without having you guys eavesdropping or having to look good, right? We can sit around and put flowers in each other's hair Aww. and pick... No, we're not going to do any of that crazy shit. But so, it would be very fascinating, I think. going to be a great time. Um, it will be.
1: And um, to get your uh, tickets, you have to already be registered for tease. This is an extra... An extra event added on to the T's event. So, but like you said, you know, we, you and I usually, when we do our power exchange classes, or if we do MS chats, or when we ran chords or Ohio DS Forum or anything like that, we very much see the power in having the um, the masters and slaves, the dominant submissives, together, mm-hmm. you know, and being able to talk freely and things like that, because masters can learn from what their slaves have to say, and vice versa. so it's, it's a very good combination. Sometimes you just need to be separated. So you can Absolutely. talk about other things. So like you said, we'll be separated for, for most of this. You'll have the dominance. I'll have the submissives. We'll um, teach a little bit, have round tables, listen to them. And then at the end, we all come together.
0: You know what I want to do at some point before What's we... That? At some point, it makes total sense for me to have the dominance and you may have the submissives, right? Mm-hmm. At some point, I want to flip the table.
1: Really? Okay. And
0: you lead the masters and I'll lead the submissives through <laughs> a discussion. <laughs>
1: more challenging for me than you
0: sir absolutely i can
1: do it but it's a little more challenging <laughs> so we'll see what
0: that looks like and it will just be a very small part of the retreat but uh it'll be interesting for because we have no um attachment to any of the people that are going right to say okay here's what i for my part i'll say okay submissives i'm your bitch what is it you really want to know from a master what what You know, what do you Mm -hmm. really want to get into that you can't ask your own master?
1: That would be kind of challenging. I can see that. And, you know, and and it it makes me a little uh, fluttery when I think about standing in front of a group of of doms and doing the same thing. But, um, yeah, I can do that. You know, it's really neat because in our book, Living MS, does the same
0: thing. That's one of the big feedback Mm -hmm. that I get from... uh, Dominant types that read your writing mm-hmm. is—it's really valuable to see how a submissive truly thinks, right? How a slave really perceives what's going on. Right. So I think this would be a good up. But overall, we'll do all kinds of stuff. Awesome. As the dom awesome. sub retreat. Uh, how do people find out more? Why the dom? What would they do?
1: They would go to. Wow. I put all this information on here, not the information. No we websites.
0: We will not tell you. So. No, actually, I've it got the website. Get.
1: T- get. Right. Www. Get dash teased dot ca slash dsr dot html exactly how's that from pulling it from my head and that'll be in our
0: <laughs> show notes that I post to the erotic awakening Absolutely. website and also really quick notes uh, apparently we were geeking out we went to origins which is a, <laughs> a car a uh, game oh convention a geek convention role they have live action role play really funny we go to these events right we go to this and to us an event like um uh dark odyssey right or fet fest they tell me fet fest they tell me they have a thousand people at fet fest we're like whoa Uh that's a big fucking event right right um instead we went to origins Mm -hmm. which is a geek event it's a for you know you know if you picture the the Geeks with their card games oh, yeah. and their live-action role play. Little
1: briefcases full of cards. and yeah. Stuff, yeah. Which I want.
0: Hey, these fuckers <laughs> travel from around the world, and they took over this monster-sized convention center. Mm-hmm. Thousand people is a drop in a bucket for this game con. Oh, absolutely. So you and I went to... I mean, fuck, how many vendors was
1: there? Uh, it, it's the convention center full of vendors. Yeah. I mean, it, it's forty, 40, it's 50, 60? At least. I don't... You know, so it's pretty nutty. Oh, at least. I'd have to... Yeah, I'm up in
0: the 100, 150. So you and I and... Um, it's, we ran into Karen mm-hmm. uh, and Karen's uh, other, Pittsburgh other? partner, <laughs> Pittsburgh C., uh-huh. Which I don't recall if we were using his name or not. I think I don't we don't are. remember. Because the funny thing, is, so the funny thing about that is, if you happen to be a podcast listener from many episodes back, Pittsburgh Chris uh, reviewed a card game for us. Furatacon?
1: Furatacon. For- Furatacon. That's how you pronounce it. Furatacon. An
0: adult furry novelty card game. Mm-hmm. So, he, so time goes, and it wasn't uh, a stupendous review. You yeah, know, it's he, had, okay he had an okay
1: review. It was an it okay review, a... but
0: he he wasn't blown away. Right. So, time goes by, time goes by, and Chris runs into these people at Origins Game Con. Mm-hmm. And apparently they've come out with a new version of FrodoCon, uh-huh. some expansions. And um, actually, and we we wish them nothing but continued success. Oh, and the they've,
1: artwork is still amazing. Yeah,
0: and they've cleaned it up a lot too, gameplay mm-hmm. wise. So it looks like it's going to be even more popular and more fantastic. You and I went there. At least I went there with the express idea of not spending any money, <laughs> and managed to get out of there only spending hundred bucks or so. Yeah, I would say that um, uh, we did not expect. Well the the so right, I'll just get to it for the you geeks out there. Here's what I got. I bought two expansions for Dominion, one of them being um not alchemy. We didn't get did we get Alchemy? Yes, we got we Alchemy did get
1: Alchemy and, and Guilds, Guild, which is their brand mm-hmm. new one.
0: So if you're a geek and you're into Dominion, you'll know, Oh, wow, this is great, man.
1: And we've got Cthulhu Flux.
0: Another tentacle based <laughs> thing.
1: So, yay. But we got to talk to the, the Ferticon people, and Chris did, and, you know, it was a great time. We spent all day there. And, uh, you know, thinking of which, this Saturday night, we're starting up game night at the room again. The bat is running the game night. So we'll have Munchkins and oh, Dominion. are we playing, by the way. I think we're playing Munchkins. I think that was the, the, the point of setting up the game night. So. So the house has suddenly gone
0: nuts. We have Karen brought the puppy in. It's uh, Karen giving bye bye kisses to the puppy, waiting bye bye. 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 So uh, let's go ahead and fire up that uh, interview with Ming uh, when we find out about our. (laughs) find out about Pocket Dungeon. Ooh. Ooh. So, Don, often as I go to these different dungeons around the nation, I see these people with 50-pound toy bags and 100-pound toy bags. and <laughs> the, the, I saw somebody the other day, they had to get a forklift to bring in their toy bag. <laughs> but I've heard that it's possible to put a dungeon, an entire dungeon, right in your pocket.
1: Ooh.
0: So today on the podcast, we're talking to Ming out of Hawaii. And apparently, Ming, you're telling me I can put a dungeon in my pocket.
2: Yes, I am. And first I... Up, you, have,
0: you have to say that cool Hawaii greeting thing.
2: Oh, aloha, Dan and Don. How are you?
0: (laughs) Aloha. We are well, thank you. Very well. Thank you for being on the podcast today.
2: Absolutely. So what in the world is a pocket dungeon? Well, uh, it's basically, we designed this thing... A couple years ago because I was traveling quite a bit to the mainland to go to events. And, of course, um, traveling is really expensive and we have to be weight conscious and stuff. So I made this little kit that was um, about the size of a sunglasses case that was all leather. And in it, I was able to put um, a blindfold, two cuffs, two nipple clamps, a bandana, a whip, a cane, a ball chain flogger, a leather flogger, a safety knife, a coubaton, five claws, door jams, a riding crop, and two flashlights.
0: I'm just loving the look on Don's face right now. I've seen the video, so I know how you did
1: that. Oh, see, I haven't seen the video, so I'm trying to figure out how to fit all that in a sunglasses case. Because the canes that I'm used to seeing are bigger than that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and the the cane that we have is actually really interesting because we took about nine tubes of stainless steel, put them together, and put a little leather handle on there. And so it basically telescopes out and telescopes back in. But when, when it telescopes back in, you can telescope just a little bit in, and you can get like a high uh, stingy kind of a feel, then you telescope a little bit more and it gets a little thuddier. And then of course, if you telescope it quite a bit more, it gets very thuddy because all of those, uh, metal tubes are in its, in itself. And so it actually is really kind of thuddy and kind of painful.
1: Huh. So instead of the pencil that I was thinking of, <laughs> 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 it's more like, uh, <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. Smack her little butt with a pencil. So a instead pencil. it's a like an extension car antenna.
2: Yes. Ooh. Only what you wanna think about is that car antennas are very thin and this is actually really thick. It starts out at about um a half half an inch and goes up to an like three quarters of an inch. Oh <laughs> So what ends up happening is you end up with a full-size cane, and it has some really, really uh, powerful effects on people.
0: Now, you had listed a bunch of stuff, and you said it goes into a single uh, – is it a box or a bag? or? You mentioned okay. about the sunglasses side. Your sunglasses must be a lot bigger than mine because that has a lot of stuff to fit in there.
2: It's true. It's true. Women's sunglasses are historically a lot larger than men's. But basically, even if you think of the biggest sunglasses case that you've ever found, it's about that size. So it's about seven inches wide by about three and a half inches high. And it's um, a leather case. And the leather case was actually the hardest part for us. We wanted to make sure that it was leather. And we wanted to make sure that it was quality, and we had to make sure that it was all hand-sewn, because a lot of um, leather goods are glued these days. And we knew that using this, as much as us kinky people will use this, um, that it would start getting worn pretty quickly. So we found um, a company that deals in just pure leather. And the leather we picked is Napa leather, which is really that wonderful, soft, delicious smelling, sexy, sexy leather. And we made the whole case out of that. Then we also made the door jams and the cuffs and the riding crop top and the leather flogger also out of the same leather and and then there's a little case inside and that's made out of the same leather so what
1: are the door jams
2: jams for for? oh great question um door jams are this really cool invention i didn't invent it but i found it and i just really love them It, it imagine a strap of leather with a d ring on the end and um sort of a, a loop on the back where you put a dowel. So at the top, I mean, at the top, you have a dowel and a loop. And at the bottom, you have a D-ring. So if you take that and you close a door over the piece of leather, the dowel will hold it securely. And the D-ring can be used as an attachment point. So you can turn any door just by closing it into a uh, St. Andrew's cross.
1: Nice. I again, see. not what I was thinking. I was thinking door jam. It was to keep the slave from getting out the door. <laughs>
0: Apparently we're designing Pocket Dungeon <laughs> 2 right now.
1: <laughs> but, but You're so cute. <laughs> so, but I, at first of all, I like how that sounds.
0: So go through that list of everything you got in there again.
2: Sure. Um, when we started it, we were going to just use a... Um, bandana as the blindfold. Mm -hmm. And what we realized was that uh, the bandana actually makes a really good gag too. And we wanted to invent it for people who play in hotel rooms. You know, um, a lot of people travel and a lot of people play in hotel rooms. And so the gag was really important (laughs) to be able to keep that quiet. Um, so we decided to actually add a real blindfold, and the blindfold is leather, and then it's also kind of set up like a mindfold in the sense that it's got like that puffy kind of area so you can keep your eyes open or closed. Okay. And it's got its own case inside the case, so that was really important to me, that everything not only comes out of this case, but it also goes back into the case. So everything's got its own little home, so to speak. So the blindfold's got its own little home. The cuffs are two wrist cuffs made out of leather, and they actually have, um, you know how um, some cuffs are adjustable and they use a D-ring closure? Mm Mm-hmm. Very similar to that. We use a cotter pin type of a closure where the holes are on both sides. So it actually literally fits every single wrist um, on the planet. Mm. So that way you don't have extra leather kind of hanging out if you're like this little petite thing and you're you're using um, a big cuff. You know, you've got leather hanging out. But no, this will fit you nice and snugly. Very, very comfortable. And um what we did was we designed this cotter pin system, which you have to really see to understand it, but it makes it very comfortable and very secure. Then we have nipple clamps, which we use tweezer clamps because then you have an adjustable level of um, tightness on there, <laughs> and they <laughs> – you're so cute. <laughs> and they – they um, they're the smallest clamps that, you know, will fit in there, and um, – then on top of that, we have padlocks, and the padlocks are both for the cuffs. Or if you want, you can put them through the nipple clamps and use them as weights. So everything tried. We tried to have a double purpose for everything. And speaking of double purpose, we have a bandana in there, which we like to say flag, gag, cleanup rag.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. And then, uh, then we have the whip whip was kind of a uh, something I didn't think was going to work. Honestly, I was like, because I'm very used to my um, kangaroo three footer that I love, and I was just like, how could a whip work in there? Right. But sure enough, we added a foot long leather fall, and we added a cracker, <laughs> and we add, and you attach it onto the benny Jow, which is that um, adjustable cane that I talked about in the oh, beginning. Yeah. Yeah, so now you have like this baby bull whip, but believe it or not, it actually really works. You get that wonderful snappy feeling. Um, You don't, I don't think you could ever draw blood with this cane. I don't, I mean with this whip because you just don't have that force, but it's a great whip for feeling most of the whip sensations that you're used to, and you can hit really hard and make some really nice marks.
0: Very cool, very cool.
2: Okay. So then other attachments that we have to the Benny Jow is a ball chain flogger. And um, that is just this really lovely sensation on the skin. We call it angels on roller skates, because when you put it on the skin and you're being nice with it, (laughs) it's a lovely sensation. When you're being mean with it, I've made bruises the size of a whole thigh with it because you can be really mean with the same damn spot. (laughs) Um, And then there's a leather flogger that also is another attachment onto the Benny Jow. And um, then we added a Kubaton. And if you're not familiar with what a Kubaton is, it's a martial arts weapon. And basically what it is, is it's a tube of aluminum that you put in your fist And when you hold it, you align your knuckles in a different way, and it strengthens them. So you get a little bit more power that way. Plus, the fact that there's metal in your hand allows the force to go into the metal and then go back into the person instead of it being absorbed by your own hand. So you can actually hit harder and hit longer with a kubaton. And so me who loves punching scenes, but I wear out pretty easily. I love the Kubaton because it gives you an extra, you know, five, ten minutes of punching power. (laughs) 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 And so our Kubaton, we specifically had them make it round on the end so you can do amazing, horrible pressure point stuff. And, and And I remember
0: seeing in the video something about claws as well.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was something that um, we're really excited about. That was hard. That was really hard to to locate and figure Mm -hmm. out. But basically, um, the claws all... Uh, fold not fold um, stack they stack on each other so it does, uses a very little space but when you put them on they're adjustable they're stainless steel they're wonderful like just so erotic and fabulous to have on your body and again you can use those mean or nice and uh, then there's a safety knife inside the kubaton, which is actually um, you untwist the kubaton top and you twist on the knife and then you have this very sharp, um, I like to call it a safety knife, you know, because <laughs> for the public, <laughs> whatever. But, um, but yeah, it's very sharp and you can do all sorts of things with it, which is uh, quite nice and quite terrifying at the same time. And um, then we added a riding crop tip to the Benny Jow so that the actual toy can become a riding crop pretty easily. You just put the top on and away you go, so to speak. And then last but not least, um, instead of dowels in the door jams, when I was talking about the door jams, we decided to put two flashlights. Because we were going to use up that space anyway. So the flashlights are really cool because so many times in a dungeon or a dark space you drop something. It's nice to be able to find it. And like I said, we tried to make it for hotel rooms and playing in places where you don't necessarily have a dungeon. So having a red flashlight in places where you can't light a candle or make the mood lighting is really, really nice. So, yeah, that's we tried to think of everything. <laughs> well, I'm thinking
1: the flashlight can be used for an interrogation scene, and then you use the bandana for a gag.
2: <laughs> well, you're so, you're so right. These flashlights are so bright that it, I actually do have a warning against uh, people putting them directly in <laughs> people's eyes unless they're doing an interrogation scene because it is bright. They are so darn bright, these little guys.
0: Okay, I'm convinced I want one. Do I have to come okay. to Hawaii to get it?
2: Ooh, yes, you do. No, I'm not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's going to drive the price up a little bit. Ohio is not close.
2: Um, well, right now we are doing our um, its like a, a crowdfunding um, campaign. And for your people who don't know what crowdfunding is, it's this really genius thing that came along, I don't know how many years ago, but basically uh, when businesses were going to get started in the past. They used to have to um, go to a bank to get the money and you'd have to pay back the loan or you'd have to find investors and you'd have to pay back the loan or you'd have to have all these like business plans and all of this horrible you know hoops to jump through to get to get money to get your dream but somebody figured out that if you could make a campaign and send it out to your immediate social network. And they send it out to their social network. And they send it out to their social network. And people like the product. And they can kind of pre-buy the product. Or in our case, you can not only pre-buy the product. But you can also pre-buy the different pieces of the product. Because we tried to make it so if you only can donate $10, for example, you'll still get something really cool. Um, so then that money is held in escrow and when the campaign is finished then the money is released to the person who is doing their project and that way it protects the person from um who's who's investing to know that they they can't um
0: so they the will lose money in, if, if the, it doesn't get funded. Is that the way it works? Thank
2: you. That's exactly
0: <laughs> it. That's we, just exactly did, we did it. one of those for our Kickstarter cards. So hopefully our audience is somewhat familiar with the idea of crowdfunding.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you guys, you made your numbers, right? We did. We did. We did. And I, I bought a set of cards, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so how do, how would it,
0: where would I find you guys? Where, what are you doing in your crowd for crowdfunding. Sort of crowdfunding
2: through? Well, uh, we tried um Kickstarter, but unfortunately, I think the knife freaked him out. <laughs> so um Indiegogo has a lot more um, I would call them more sex positive um campaigns. So we went with Indiegogo and you look for um let me let me think what it's called. Erotic. I, I was gonna put Pocket Dungeon on there, but then what we realized was that that might be a little bit threatening to some people. So the erotic adventurers travel kit. (laughs) and then you'll see it. And then you'll, and then I'll, um, if you press play, you'll see the actual video of all the lovely little, um, things that are in there, how they fit in there and how to use the things that are in there.
0: Very cool.
2: So what we did was um, we tried to think about four or five different demographics that are in our kink community. And uh, one is the beginner, you know, because toys are expensive and this kid has all the basics. Um, And then there's a lot of stay-at-home, play-at-homes, a lot and they have kids and this kit because of the way that the zippers lock together you can actually put a padlock on there and little kids or you know nosy neighbors nobody needs to go in there and see what you've got in your top drawer and um, then we also found that a lot of people like myself are really into nature you know and so going out on a hike or going to a waterfall and finding like a little corner where nobody is and playing, you know, you can just take this little tiny pouch with you and you'll have it, um, you know, in your bag or in your backpack. And then the last demographic is that, um, the LGB crowd that loves to go to leather bars, um, Loves, you know, the idea that you don't have to bring a huge c- toy bag with you. You can actually clip this onto your belt and just walk right into a leather bar and you're ready to go, which is nice. <laughs> so
1: they don't have to bring the forklift.
2: Exactly. Exactly. We we were toying with this um, idea for a tagline Pick up play that packs a punch. Ooh. Good
1: (laughs) And it matches a lot of the Kickstarter cards.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Actually, just the Kickstarter cards and this pocket dungeon, and bam, you are ready to go. Heck yeah. They go really well together. I can see that. That would be awesome.
0: (laughs) So, uh, Ming, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Sure. When does my opportunity to get in on the crowdsourcing and to get in on the ground level of the Erotic Adventurers Travel Kit? Did I say it right?
2: I think so. Yeah, the Erotic Adventurers Travel Kit. Yeah.
0: When does when my opportunity to get in on the ground own end?
2: Oh, very good question. So basically, um, I I recommend people go now because. The way that the perks are set up is that um, once you sell out of the lower level perks, then you you only get so many, you know. So, for example, the wrist cuff which is our $10 perk. This is a cuff that's a beautiful cuff to wear, but it also has a slit down the middle and snaps on both sides. So, you can actually turn it into a pair of cuffs. Um, that is... and we only have a certain amount of those, right? Um, For example, the early daddy, which is the uh, package that we have, which is the pocket dungeon, uh, we had seven, and they sold out right away. So then because they sold out right away, um, I decided to add a few more. So we added 20 more of what we're calling the morning bird daddy. And um, that is three out of those 20 have already sold out. So it's not a matter of waiting to the last minute because you will pay much more if you do. Plus, it's really helpful for me if you don't wait to the last minute because I would love to um, see the these numbers go up rather quickly so that I can um, – you know, start planning on how much stuff I need to order and stuff like that. Sure, sure. As you, as you know, because, you know, that whole manufacturing part of it is very challenging. You have to have your numbers and an understanding of what you're ordering. Yep. Well,
0: very cool. I think you got a fantastic product there. I hope that you uh, do hit your sourcing levels. And I hope I have to come out to Hawaii and get one. Just
2: because I've not been there. I want to come out there, darn it. Well, not just to I hope you don't mind a shameless plug, but if you do come out, we would love for you to teach at Leather and Lays because we actually produce a um five day event on the big island of Hawaii, which is a fantastic, amazing kink event. And um you guys are just precious and priceless and we would love to have you teach and be part of our experience.
0: Aww. Well, very sweet of you. We very much appreciate that. That'd was, be
2: fun.
0: That would be a ton of yes. fun. Yes. So Mink, thank you very much for being on the podcast tonight. And uh, again, I hope uh, Pocket Dungeon, well, I'm going to keep going at that. <laughs> I hope it does fantastic for you.
2: Thank you. I like Pocket Dungeon, too. I just didn't want to scare anyone off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So, Dawn, we can start a Kickstarter funding to get us out to Hawaii.
2: Ooh. Ooh. Like- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a whole nother conversation that we need to have.
0: Join Dan and Dawn at the... Dominant Submissive Retreat, the DSR 2013, a pansexual outdoor Canadian MSDS lifestyle camping environment. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Bye, Dawn.
1: Bye, Dan.